My name is Bryce, and I'm your host for The Inbound Secret, where we're talking with top performers and health experts and sales badasses alike about their strategies to optimize their well-being and performance. Once again, this is The Inbound Secret, and, and let's get rocking and rolling. This is The Inbound Welcome back to the Inbound Secret. My, I'm your host, Bryce Fance. We got Edil Marcy today, rocking and rolling over there with pussies and chair in the background, just rocking and rolling for it. It's a no, it's a no holds barred podcast, my man. Um, so introduce yourself. It's it, it's going to be good. Hey guys, <laughs> welcome back to our second round. I told you we're doing another round again. And you know, Bryce, you got to come back onto my show as well because I love having you on. But seriously, <laughs> of course, we kick off today's episodes with pussies and chairs. That that's that's how we're gonna how we're gonna roll today. It just feels right. It just, <laughs> it just does. <laughs> so, it's a Friday night. I'm feeling good. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we've already had some wine. I haven't maybe. yet, but maybe you have. It's about wine time over there. I'd say it's the other W I like to partake in that's uh, kind of kicking okay. my ass a little bit. It's quite nice, you know, just chilling yeah. on a nice seven. Actually, I'm more like at a four today. Like, that's where I'm at. I'm like <laughs> seven to four is a pretty big range. So. I, well, the thing is, I usually get to seven and I live at seven for fucking ages, but lately I've just been at four, which is nice. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm, nice. I'm still functional. I'm still functional at this point. Yeah, you don't just full melt. Yeah. <laughs> that's if i go beyond seven seven is like my cruise like is my cruise control limit like i know okay. my cruise. like I, i'm functional enough to do work but not functional enough to do push-ups like now i'm functional enough to do push-ups like see that, I'm, that's basically how i gauge it i'm neither like i i get a little bit of that and i'm it's almost coma time like it just puts my ass out i'm not Which functional at sleeping. all <laughs> it's like snacks yeah oh shit but okay, just, just to give you guys a quick heads up, there is going to be a crap load of value in today's episode because we are going to be breaking down uh, two campaigns I wrote, one of which I think one of which tripled the response rate and the other one brought in like 200 grand the first time we ran it and now it's run like six times over. So they've done like 1.2 million, which is fucking awesome uh, as a response rate. And um, yeah, I should have- I like it. That. I really should have charged more money for that shit. <laughs> Don't you love that? Like you just, you just do what you do and you love doing it because you love helping people and seeing the response. And then all of a sudden you're like, they made $4 million. What the hell? Yeah. And then you're like, I, sh I was like, I don't, I don't feel like I got paid enough on that one. <laughs> like, I felt like I, I undercharged them like at that moment, but it's fine. Yeah. It's all good. But uh, so like just diving right into it. So, so, you know, the prepper market is mostly like the survival market is mostly conservative almost entirely yeah like they're very much like right on the right or in the center like you know what we got our protection we got our guns we got our stuff i'm like cool um but it's basically that that market's basically like if you made arkansas a person that is legit <laughs> the best fucking analogy for that marketplace i'm so sending that to my client your entire avatar is just the state of Arkansas. <laughs> like, just, just think of Arkansas, and you, you're good. You're good to go. Yeah, 
Except or, for Little Rock. Except for Little Rock. You got to like avoid Little Rock. People, nice people well, yeah, that. But yeah, like the Little Rock area is like the liberal side of that market or the independent side of that market, which is mostly Denver, Colorado. So- <laughs> <laughs> I'm still giggling over the fact you said Arkansas is a person. It's true. It's, it's so fucking true. Um, so anyway, what, what ends up happening is you have... Uh, so you had this guy actually basically running the ad, the ad, the campaign was killing it on, um, he was killing it in survival, survival market. I think the company was doing like uh, 2 million a year. Like they were doing a quite amount, they were doing quite a good amount. They were spending 40 grand a month on ad traffic and doing it profitably. So it was kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got brought in because they were like, how do we make more money? I was like, I have an insane idea I want you to try. And they were like, why? I was like, do you trust me? And they were like, yeah, you got a good track record. We trust you. You come highly recommend. I was like, fine. So I wrote an ad and I said, here's what I want you to do. Buy a liberal mailing list, just fully liberal, like hardcore left-wing, as left as they come. I want those people. And they're like, why? We don't sell to them. I was like, I know. And we're going to mm. call this the peaceful, what was it? The peace, what was it? Extending the olive, olive branch of peace. This is what the campaign's going to be about. And I wrote just, uh, I wrote two emails and a single direct response letter. Like the whole campaign was quite longer, but it was just this that really made the poll. And the whole premise of it was extending the olive branch to a former quote unquote enemy. And the whole copy went into, look, I know we've not seen eye to eye before because our political values, what we see and believe are completely different. But right now I'm hanging the code and putting aside the bullshit and putting aside the political uh, process. I'm reaching out to you as my fellow American and my fellow human being the way the world is going right now and with the virus kicking our asses and the economy going to hell and not knowing where we stand, I have only but one option to extend my survival guide kit to you, my fellow American who may even hate me, but will thank me when the nuclear winter comes of starvation or anything that else, basically anything else that was disaster. We went with nuclear winter because it was more of a poignant picture to to throw back uh, to the 80s and 90s. You went yeah. real George Orwell here, didn't you? Oh yeah, I went straight <laughs> up like assassin on it. Like I, this thing was like six pages of just pure going. Hey, listen, I am not here as your enemy. I am mm-hmm. literally here as your friend, extending the olive branch because I want you to survive. Because we need people like you when we make it to the other side. If we so, don't have contrast, <laughs> we fall apart. And it was like that was the whole lesson. So let me pause you real quick because I think it's important we backpedal a little bit for those who, mm-hmm. who are listening and watching. When when you got approached with this, knowing that market, knowing the conservative side, knowing what's going on socioeconomically, politically, what made you, other than just sheer boldness, like as a copywriter, as somebody who's familiar with marketing, as somebody familiar with business, what made that light bulb click so that people watching it can ha- can experience that same thing. What made you come to that realization? Was it you stepped outside of something? Was it you just wanted to try something? What what was that that light okay. switch for you? So politically, I'm in the center. Like that's just where I live. I think most of my friends live in the center, or they live slightly mm-hmm. to the right or slightly to the left. Like none of my friends are really like extreme in any direction. If they are extreme in any direction, they're no longer they're not they're not really my friends and. They don't hang around me because like, they're not very much in the middle. Uh, and I can't stand someone on either side. So I'm like, dude, you just, just shh, open your fucking <laughs> Go to the other side, hang out with them for 10 minutes, and then come back and tell them you're still the same. Cool. 
because both people are closed-minded like if you're extreme right or left you're just closed-minded in your own beliefs you need to open that shit up and yeah if you're an if you're an extremist in anything politics not politics if you're an extremist in anything i think you've kind of got some blinders up yeah just a little bit you gotta like bring that shit down a little bit um but as far as it goes with like how i came to this idea i was like look i'm in the middle and i know for a fact i would buy some of the survival stuff and by the way just uh, i want to finish off the left because like we gave them an incredible reason why to actually even buy it. like we went to the fucking dome like when i say i went straight assassin on this i'm talking kobe bryant black mamba dropping 80 points kind of thing Okay. Like, well, I, I went for everything because the lines that I dropped on that was like, look, once you sign up, you'll receive, uh, once you sign up, you might hate my guts. I just want you to get everything and enjoy it. Download it all. It's for you. But I do say read the first four emails because they hold bonus webinars and bonus links that aren't found in your membership portal. After that, feel free to unsubscribe and hate on me all you want. Publicly go and call me a scam while keeping my products. I don't really care. really coming from that angle but the reason i went with read the first four emails we had laced all four emails with uh logical time bombs so essentially as soon as you read them there was no way you could logically argue yourself out of them but you would have to disagree the only way you could disagree was by completely going against your own value system and no one does that it's like it's a logic bomb it took four emails to get there set it off his his list straight grew and we are a lot of people who are on the left kind of going, I don't like you, but your content is amazing. Um, so, so I want to, I want to offer uh, kind of a, a look into the past. Now the, the, the thought process that you're using there, that logic bomb is brilliant, but the, it peaked something for me. I remember one of my first uh, mentorships, one of my first coaching calls with one of my first coaches we were talking about kind of the evolution of sales, right? And it started with snake oil salesmen and that terminology and where it came from. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it's a fantastically interesting story to look up. But there's one key component in that that really kind of planted the seed of what NLP could become. And it was the logic bomb. And the reason why that's so important, and I'll use the snake oil salesman in kind of an abridged version, is basically he would come out and he knew he was selling oil and water. He knew it wasn't a magic formula. He was by all intensive purposes, not on the up and up. Okay. So I'm not telling you to to abuse this. I'm just telling, I'm giving you a visual and auditory stimulant to figure out what a logic bomb is he would go after affluent individuals solely because if he presented an offer that said only the smartest, brightest, and most affluent individuals would even consider buying this product, even if they bought it and they decided that they didn't like it or recognized it for what it was, they're not going to openly admit that because the second they do, they've just admitted to themselves and the public that they're not affluent, they're not smart, they're not bright, and they're not intelligent. Nobody goes against their own value, especially their self-value. Nobody will do that. So I think it's genius that you took something that historically was, for the lack of a better term, used as a manipulation tool and that historically is tied to scams and things not on the up and up. And you managed to transfer it into something ethical, integrity-based, morally sound and 
produce it in a way that's actually helping people, I think that's marvelous. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, so I, I just want everyone to know what was in that logic bomb because I don't want someone to think, oh, he kind of said that they wouldn't be smart, whatever it is. No, no, actually, I went the entire way they were. I was like, if you believe in the freedom of rights, if you believe in the freedom of truths and the fact that we can have people of different diverse, diversities and have a culture that actually leads towards a brighter future, then you are my people. We have the same values, but we look at them from different perspectives. And that was the entire thing. That's all we kind of went with. We just preached that we're the same, but we're just holding two different camera lenses. That's all we're doing. We're looking at two things at two different angles, uh, at the same thing at two different ang angles. And that worked because people were like, huh, I didn't ex I didn't think that someone on the far right could think this way or someone that was very conservative could think the same way I do. Because the stories we told and used were the ones of people like, so we used a piece for Abraham Lincoln about liberty and truth. And mm -hmm. what Abraham Lincoln did and how, yes, he was a Republican and how really Republicans and Democrats have switched roles since Lincoln. They've actually changed titles and what mm -hmm. they believe in. Um, but we said that, no, we actually <clears throat> still believe very much in the way Lincoln did things because that's who we believe, even though right now our updated rules are changing our belief system to actually double down on what's around us. And it was like, look, we're in the same boat. What we really want to do is make a fair system. So we're not getting, so we're not in trouble for what we, what we go do, but you're not like someone isn't benefiting that is abusing the system. So it was very much like the only reason we're really talking to you is because we have all these commonalities. Cause I wrote this all out for them. Uh, Cause the first email I was like, look, I know it's, the subject line was, I know it's going to get political. And then I just laid out what the views of my clients were, how they were similar and how they didn't want anything negative and said look here's a bonus training for this survival guide and then we did it for the next three and that was it by the fourth email all they could say was this person cares more about us and america than and freedom and rights of you know the rights of everything mm -hmm. than just money and wanting to be conservative and that alone because that's what my client really does believe in that alone actually helped our conversion rates like crazy like 200 grand on the first two weeks of running this thing. And then from there on, it went on to do 1.2 million. I mean, how insane is that? That's genius. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not only, not only is that a phenomenal conversion rate, and I'm sure the clients through the, like over the moon with, with working with you. Uh, but I think it's a genius approach to like, here's the thing that most people fail to do. And it's something that we talk about all the time. I'm guilty of it myself. Mm -hmm. Looking at the other party's perspective, your non-ideal client or what you think is your non-ideal client and looking at their perspective for your solution. And we, we often tend to kind of get in this tunnel vision mode, especially as business owners, where we just focus on one endpoint, even though there's 15 others and tons of other people that we could serve and help that all have commonalities that we just forget about. I think it's great that you opened that up, especially for a company that didn't even think about it at first. Yeah. I mean, I hats off to like Jeff. He, um, he was amazing for saying yes to doing so. And like, he's uh, Jeff's not the one that owns the company. He's the, mm -hmm. uh, the guy that basically hired me and reached out to me. So like, yo, we need to just do this. What do you think? Um, but yeah, like that's the kind of crazy shit that you come up with. And by the way, just so I want to like close loop on this, how I came up with that idea was, again, I'm a centrist. So I was like, hey, mm -hmm. I want to get this. I'm sure people that are left 
would think the same. So I called out a couple of my friends I know are very left. And I was like, hey, real quick, uh, if America's going to shit and I had like a prepper kit ready to go and I said, hey, come to my house and let's do this, would you be mad at me or would you say, damn, that's smart? And they're like, I'd say, damn, that's smart. I was like, well, what if I gave you a prepper kit now? They're like, cool. I was like, well, would you care who taught me how to have that prepper kit? They're like, no, because you have a prepper kit and whoever did it, thank them, even if they're an asshole, they actually taught you how to prep shit. I was like, great, that's exactly what my client does. And yeah, he's a conservative dude. Yes, you won't actually believe his values, but I definitely recommend getting his guide. And they're like, uh, yeah, sure, okay, that makes sense. Got his guide. After I knew that, I literally asked them what was, why they got it, what was going on. They're like, we didn't like the first four emails. Gave me every, all the ammo I needed. <laughs> logic bomb. Um, so we switched that out. And then basically you said that, yeah, the only reason we did it was because it came from a source that was there not for the not for their own gain but for the gain of everyone you were like literally saying i don't give a shit who told me this logically you're saying that you need to be prepared and you wouldn't be mad at me for being prepared and you think you should be prepared but now you're going to go against the evidence of the person telling you telling you how to get prepared that told me how to get prepared just because you don't hold the same political political views it's like it, it it's it's a great way of building it out to people that's smart i like it so on that topic, yes. what's like, what's one gold nugget that people listening or watching this, whether it be a software, a book, an article, a source, a strategy, a tactic, a thought, what's one thing that you would say is something that they could do today, right now, after watching this, that could help them improve and do exactly what you did for that client in their own fashion? Awesome. As you said it, it's look across the look across the way to the people that you're not selling to, like the people that are like your detractors. But the other way is when you write your bullet points, write the exact opposite bullet point to it. So if it's a negative bullet point, write a positive bullet point. If it's a positive bullet point, write a negative bullet point, like side by side. And then you'll see that you have all the objections of why your stuff might, might come off not correct or people won't like it. And you have all the reasons why your stuff would be great and what it would be good for. Then you break down those reasons and now, hey, ho, you now have a whole new angle and new marketplace that you can go work with. You know, turn someone that really, like, even if it's someone that really doesn't like you, you're like, okay, these people don't like my type of people. Well, Mm -hmm. guess what? Write to them and say, hey, I know you don't like me, but I think you'd actually really like if we did this. Let's put the bullshit aside and let's work together. Like just something along those lines actually works, even to the point with like client getting um say you're like with a rival copywriter or something or a rival mm-hmm. agency just write them a, write them an email or write them a message that says hey listen let's 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 put down our arms and let's join forces like we yeah. have the same people let's double down we get more stuff done and we make way more money as a result yeah that's a great way of actually building that out that's smart okay so you said one thing very exciting earlier and you said that you changed a headline yes. and like tripled or something their conversions. Triple their response rate, yeah. Just with a headline. Mm-hmm. Walk, walk us through what the changes were, what, what made you think that that was a good idea, and kind of the process that that went through. Where was the light bulb and how did you get that done? Okay, so it was in a, so I can't really, it's really weird because I can't really talk about specifics because of, just, just generalities yeah yeah so what i'll do is i'll make up a headline of what it was like in a completely different marketplace and i'll show you how i changed it so the one that we're going to make up is give me a random niche i don't give a shit what it is plumbing 
okay, plumbing. Uh, so it's plumbing. I think the headline was something along the lines of, are you trying to fix your own sink? If you're trying to fix your own sink and having a hard time and almost beating yourself in the head, then you need to call us on and then gave them the phone number. Mm -hmm. uh, and then that was it. Basically, it was kind of like that headline. It was very much like so wordy and there was a call to action right at the start. There was no buildup of emotion, nothing. Um, but the rest of the copy immediately went into, let me tell you about my friend, Sam. Sam was, and it goes into the story about how his friend, Sam had basically got a plumbing issue that went off on Thanksgiving and how basically uh, the plumbing dude, as this person would basically say in this case, went over and helped his friend and essentially guided him through the entire process of, of, of doing his plumbing for him and said that, look, these are incredible skills to have. Everyone needs a good plumber in their life. And what you can do, which is really simple, is uh, you can have us in your neighborhood. Like if you have our number, we will connect you with a plumber in your neighborhood that can come fix anything day or night that is on our payroll. We have like at least one person in like one, every neighborhood, every big neighborhood in the mm -hmm. city that you're in. Um, like it, it was just kind of like, we're everywhere. We do all this amazing stuff. Uh, then it kind of got to like, so that was the headline. It was shitty, but the, the copy was brilliant. I fucking love the copy. I was like, there's nothing wrong with this. Uh, so I went back to the headline. I just wrote, um, I think the headline that I changed it to, and, and the discovery really just came to me because the whole Thanksgiving thing was that the headline I went with, it's 2 a.m. At 2 a.m. on Thanksgiving, you walk down the stairs to, you know, to get some water and you see your kitchen is flooding. What do you do? So, so, you, po so you posed like, a... who do you call? Like, who do so you, you call? Po so you posed a question rather than trying to tell them what their response would be. Yeah. So I told them like, who are you gonna call? And then the subhead went to, are you gonna call your dad? Are you gonna freak out? Are you gonna call an expensive plumber that you don't really know, like, and trust? Mm -hmm. Or are you gonna call someone that's always had your back? And then it goes into the whole story of Sam. <laughs> so I have to ask, and maybe this is just me. I like adding in humor into some of my copy. Mm -hmm. So like, one of my, I think I still have this page up somewhere. It's one of my white pages that I give out. And it's talking about how leads are the currency in the mortgage industry, right? And one of the questions is like, you get somebody on the phone and you always get posed to the questions. Who are you? How'd you get my contact information? Why are you in my shower? How did you get in my house? And I drop it through that escalation because people are expecting the normal trajectory. Who are you? What, like, why are you calling? No, I don't want your service. So I add in like completely absurd things every now and then to throw people off as a pattern interrupt. And right when you said, who are you going to call? Like my brain, because I'm a 90s kid, was like Ghostbusters. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going for. That was the whole reason we wrote that in the headline, by the way. Like that was a whole setup that we had was we wanted them mm -hmm. to go Ghostbusters because later on in the, uh, in the copy, um, it kind of goes on to say like, and my friend Sam literally yelled out, like you know, my friend yelled out, uh, we were talking about Ghostbusters and that's when it came up. Like we actually reused that exact awesome. terminology later on to get them back in the hook. But this was, a, what's crazy is like, I wrote this headline and did this whole thing in about 90 seconds. And then I mailed it out to them. I said, don't change anything except for like these three things. Tell me what happens. They were a little bit pissed that I didn't work longer on it. They were like really annoyed at me about that. <laughs> Please just test it and tell me what you think. They tripled their response rate. I was like, damn. Were they still mad that it only took you less than two minutes? 
no, they weren't mad about that. That's, no, that's what I thought. <laughs> like, fine. It's like, and pay my money. Pay the man. <laughs> I still love right. that. I still go. I, I I'm still gonna say one of my favorite things ever that I love about my Amazon wish list of stuff I get now is someone sent me a nomadic backpack, and whoever sent that, I love you dearly because I've been wanting one for absolutely ages. I didn't realize I was this much of a bag geek until I got one. So I need to know what that is. All right. So there's a company called Nomadic. They do these really cool uh, appliances. So they've got like really cool wallet holders, journals, notepads, and then they released this backpack thing like a couple of years ago. And um, so I got the travel bag, which is for like three to five days. And it's a backpack travel bag that doubles, doubles down as a duffel bag, has opens up so it has massive open storage compartments it has separate storages for shoes your macbook your ipad separate compartments for all your chargers separate side places for all your phones and chargers and shit like that rfid tracking uh blocking chips uh, as well as a soft case inside the bag for your glasses and sunglasses as you're traveling so they don't get squished or crushed um and everything has an interwoven loop so you can actually put your macbook in one pocket pass your charger through two others so it comes through the front is this it that's the motherfucking backpack that's sweet that's the backpack i want i got the four-day travel pack so i want i want the everyday backpack because that shit just looks amazing what's the four-day travel pack they have options yeah that's what what i'm describing so they have like a a four to seven day travel pack they have a whole luggage suite and these guys put in some serious thought on how, like, who they're serving. Like, their marketing is on point. Like, it's insane. But, like, while you're doing that, I'm just going to quickly, like, uh, go back. So the way that I came up with this idea of how it was, I looked at them and went, okay, my audience, the audience that this is going out to are mostly going to be people in our age range. Between, like, the 25 to 50 years old range is kind of, like, where they're looking at. And anyone in that time period definitely watched Ghostbusters. It was, like, a fucking phenomenon. Yeah. Like everyone remembers the song because that's what we grew up with. It's like really weird. The ni- like after the nineties, a lot of the kids that came after the nineties kind of stopped living through the nineties. Like in the when we were growing up, like all our shows were from like the sixties, seventies, eighties. You got a, a collection of everything. Oh yeah, after absolutely. Two, after two thousand, you mostly just got two thousand stuff. Oh yeah, because like the generation that we're in at this weird like pivotal point in history where i strictly remember not having like any internet yeah and then and then getting dial up and then and then getting dial up and having to not be on the phone at the same time you tried to use the internet and then through the evolution of like i remember the atari and now i've got a ps4 in the other room and the ps5 just came out so we went through in our life, we went through no technology to all the technology in like oh. in like 15 years. <laughs> oh, no, no. Do you want to know what's even crazier? When I started secondary school, so I'm like 11, mm-hmm. the popular phone then was a Nokia 3310. That was like the most advanced phone ever. Like playing oh, like Snake the- was the shit. Yeah. Those, the- those phones were made by, like, I don't know what material to, they were made. To be build- fair, they're they're still indestructible oh yeah they really <laughs> that battery life lives forever yeah like, like one, never... one charge was like 120 days if you just let it sit there <laughs> yeah. and like even I'm... if people called you even if people called you your phone was still cool yeah i'm i'm lucky if i make a day on this yeah. like one yeah. full day <laughs> 
I'm surprised when I get to like eight o'clock, I'm like, holy shit, I still have battery on my phone. What the hell did I do today? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, good job, phone. But like Nokia 3310s, you're like, I didn't have to charge this for four days. I played Snake every day on it. I think one of the best examples of kind of the weirdness of the evolution of our life and really what has become instrumental in how we think and how consumers buy and how businesses is operated and how marketing is done. The, there's new rules. Like one of the biggest things I think Steve, Steve Folker, a marketing guy who's been on kind of the back end, you can find him online. I think that's his name. Uh, he's one of the guys that's behind a lot of the trainings that have been put together by some of the biggest marketing gurus in history, right? And his background is really on kind of the rules of engagement for marketing. And his, he, he's been preaching this for like 10 years, is talking about the reason why people fail, mm -hmm. whether it be in digital marketing or new media buying or anything that has to do with advertising and marketing for a business is they're trying to go off of the old rules in a new media and that they don't work. So you have, you have these people that traditionally 50 years ago knocked it out of the park. And they've taught somebody new who's taken over either their business or they've started something similar and they trained them on how to market with old rules. And then that new person coming in with old rules in a new media blames the platform or blames the ad spend or blames the, the marketplace or blames politics. But when the failure is really instrumental in the rule set that you're using, the playbook it's not the media's platform on why something didn't perform. It's the thought process that went into how that consumer goes. And it's, re it's really interesting to think about because 20 years ago, 10 years ago, even in our life, we set as the business owner or the sales professional, we set the standard of our reputation. We told the consumer who we were, what we were, what to believe, how to believe that. That's not the yep. case anymore. It's flipped. Now it's how do we respond to the consumer? How do we respond to their image of us? How do we react and how, how do, can we stay ahead of the game while providing value so the consumer can give us the shine that we want? Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think that's interesting to think about, especially in kind of our evolution as millennials and, and thereafter, because we lived through that evolution. It, it's kind of a weird place to be when you think about it. It's a hugely weird place to be, but even crazier than that, and this is something I want you to like, because just going back to the uh, point about being in middle school, dude, that was, uh, that was a thing, if you think about it this way. That was a thing that happened well, we went with the Nokia 3310 when mm -hmm. I was, I think, I think I'm a few years older than you said. I think when you were about nine or nine or 10 and I was like 12 mm -hmm. or 13, that was the phone. How, how old are you? I'm 31. So I'm like, a, I think I'm a little bit older than you. Yeah, I'm 28. Yeah. So I've got three years on you. Um, mm -hmm. So that, that, that three-year gap, just even more so on that three-year gap. So when I went to school, when I was uh, 11, 12, and by the time I finished at 17, we had gone from Nokia 3310, indestructible phone ever, to the iPhone 3G. We were on yeah. the third generation of iPhone. And at that point, just to give you guys an idea, at that point, an iPhone 3G had the same power 
to uh, the same computer technology and power that was used for the NASA launch. Hmm? Like the first ever launch <clears throat> to the moon. Think about how insane that is with how much power you're given in tech. And now today, that is old technology to us. Well, and that opens up something that's interesting that, and we've kind of gone on a tangent. So whoever's oh, still with us, we love you. We, yes, we really uh, do. That being said, think about that. The technology that NASA used to put people on the moon is less powerful than what we use to throw birds at pigs. Yep. <laughs> How crazy is that? And How... yet I and yet I still can't get a perfect cell signal in my house. Well, I don't have that problem. Well, I have a different problem, which is even crazier. There is a literal cell tower just like there outside okay. my building. Like it's right outside. But where I'm sat, if I roll far back enough while I'm on the phone, it'll cut someone off. What? Even from on Wi-Fi. It's the weirdest thing. I like roll here and it'll just cut them off. Like I can walk around anywhere else. It's just like one <laughs> dead spot in my room. Like it's this one tiny circle in my room. I hit it and my phone dies. I'm like, God damn it. It's got a weird. It's it's Super weird, man. I, bl so I blame chemtrails. I blame chemtrails. <laughs> so talking about, we've gone through a couple things. I know everybody listening is excited about it. What are some, let's, let's kind of wrap up, but let's leave everybody with three bullet points that can reset their mind, rewire their mind in a way where they're thinking about, because it's Q4. We're in Q4 of 2020. And a lot of people are worried about how the year is going to end here in America. We've got the elections coming up next week. Things are crazy. So what are three things that people could do right now that by next week, they could start seeing an improvement in their market share, maybe their open rate, their response rate, their. God damn. You really got like three like things a week. God damn. All right. I'm kidding. Of course you can do it. <laughs> All right, so, what you do. so number one, get consistent. So that's like always the first thing I tell people is start getting consistent from today, like right now, meaning if you're posting once a day, double those numbers, post twice a day, start getting out on different platforms, start putting yourself out there and stop being scared because here's the thing, I'm going to change your, I'm going to change your mindset. And this is bullet point number two, but I'm changing your mindset on this as well. Uh, Cause one and two work together, like a knockout punch. You got to go jab and then you got to hit this because when you know it, you know it. Change, change the meaning of the word value to you. If it does, if it means what it used to mean to me, which was, you got to give something to the to the audience. You got to give them something that's valuable that they can go ahead and take away and use and blah. No, your entire perception of value that makes this easier is um, your whole job is to make people feel good. Like change their state and feel good. So like mm -hmm. share a meme, tell a story, go out and show something about yourself, post a dumb picture of yourself. Hell, I'm dressed like, I don't know when this is coming out, but like uh, tomorrow's Halloween. I'm dressing up as Scar from the Lion King and that shit's happening. Uh, and also you and I have to discuss a really weird YouTube <laughs> video I want to shoot while that's a thing. So we got to discuss 100%. That. 100%. It's going to be fucking hilarious. Uh, pussies on chairs. Duh. That's basically what it is. <laughs> Cats on chairs. That's basically what we mean. <laughs> For the people that are at home that don't know this is a video, my two bangles are sat on my reclining chair behind me, and that's basically what we've been joking about. This so just to point out, it's now like 40 minutes into this, and we just explained that joke. So <laughs> <laughs> Like, whoever didn't get offended by that early on, like that it's just a thing. I mean, I had to I had to circle Ooh. back on it. So anyway, the whole value <laughs> thing is make someone's day. I hope we've made yours. 
And number three, so get consistent, make someone's day by adding value by simply just being you. And the third thing, this is probably the most important thing that will help out. Start asking people how you could help them and then sell them the help. Like stop being really weird about, oh, what if they can't pay me? Just be like, hey man, uh, you need help with your marketing? Cool. Like I'm the person for the job. Why? Because of these reasons. Great. How much do you charge? This much. You can have me on as a one-time fee or you can pay me monthly on a retainer. Which one do you want? Mm -hmm. And like that, right? Just a blatant offer like that will get you business. Perfect. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to ask you for an expansion on one thing. Good. What's the what's the best place for somebody to make that offer if they don't want to go out and build an ecosystem or they're not ready to invest in a marketing professional to do that? Where would you say they place those offers? Ooh, social media. Straight up social media. Like every social media platform, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Twitter, if you're into it, Instagram, because they're all there. And basically just run a little bit of traffic, like spend five bucks on each each platform. Say you pick three, 15 bucks a day uh, over seven days. What's that? Over seven days is what? 15, 30, 60, 90, basically about 105 bucks, give or take for the end of the week. 105 bucks in different areas. Someone gets a hit from you, comes back to you, buys your product or service. It's more than 105 bucks. You're on profit. But guess what? You're also gathering data and metrics because now you know exactly which platform is giving you the best bang for your buck in return. So now you can kill off the losers, double down your winners and start writing content that resonates with your people. Awesome. I love it. That's how I do it. So where can people contact you? Uh, AdelaMarcy.com is your best bet. Go on over there. Hit me up. You can find me on any social media platform because I own practically all domains that are AdelaMarcy except for YouTube. That's AdelaMarcy official. I own Adelamarcy, but here's the weird part. Uh, that channel name was such a dumb old channel that when I tried to get back into it, I couldn't remember the login and they wanted to do it. <laughs> so I was like, God damn it, I got to find a new channel. So I did. Um, outside of that, just hit me up, guys. Like, seriously, you can find me on any platform, join my mailing list. Oh, that was the other thing. Uh, if you want to join my cult, which is kind of awesome, uh, it's called the Cult of the Awesome. Join it, is it, pretty, it is pretty awesome. I'll vouch for uh, that. Yeah, like we did a, I've got to still do like part two at the time of the recording of the show, but we did a 30 minute part one, 34 minute part one breakdown of uh, the Dark Knight and the 21 mm -hmm. lessons you can pick up in the first 30 minutes. And that was, I thought it was shit and weird, but the comments I got were like, no, this is amazing. I was like, cool, I'm going to keep that. Mm -hmm. You're like, so you part, part two. two. <laughs> part two is coming up. Part three is coming up. So I'll do the whole movie. My mom's in town, so I couldn't really do it as much. But here's what we're getting at. Go to cultoftheawesome.com join the damn thing and enjoy yourself. It's a place to be really cool, fun, weird, tell us your movies and essentially build your connections, especially in this, in, in an environment that is actually fertile. Uh, it's fertile for that kind of growth. Mm -hmm. You can ask any question. You won't actually get in trouble for asking questions in the group. Like someone will always answer. But if you're going to come to start some ruckus, if you're going to start ruckus, we're going to kick you out. That's basically it. <laughs> good good so i do have to start a little bit of ruckus on a movie recommendation that we need to do in the community Ooh. my favorite movie do you remember what it is okay there's a couple and my brain's blanking clockwork orange that's the one. Oh shit yeah that's gonna be a bitch one to do thank you for giving yep. me that i'm now gonna have to go watch that again <laughs> you're welcome how do i how do i justify sexual assault <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I don't. Went, I'm not going to do that. You went, I'm not you went to that. you went to the darkest place of that movie. Uh, real I'm fast. <laughs> uh, 
have you met me? <laughs> like, I have the most fucked up sense of humor ever. True, true, true. I dig uh, it. After sh- after sh- after the show, I will read something to you just personally. That I want you to like. I w- I know you'll laugh at this because I know yeah. how messed up your sense of humor is as well. But guys, so, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me, man. No, thanks for being on, man. It's it's always been a pleasure connecting with you. I know everybody that's going to watch and listen is going to like it. Uh, we're going to try and get this out as soon as possible. Hopefully by tomorrow. I'm pushing okay. it because I want it for Halloween. Uh, but I and don't I like the know weird, if I can I've do got, it. Yeah, I've got the orange and dark colors yeah, kind of guy. That's by accident, that was by accident as well. <laughs> uh, but what I was going to say was, uh, just to give you guys an idea, like Bryce basically ambushed me onto this podcast and texted me. He was like, hey, man, do you want to do a podcast? I was like, yeah, what about next week? He was like, cool, can you do one in like 10 minutes? I was like, sure. <laughs> And then we ended up here. I'm like, I was made. This is how messed up it is. I'm wearing like I'm half wearing an apron because I was making pizza, and I was like, "Pizza's rising. Go do this podcast. I'll come back." Don't let him fool you. He just likes aprons. I really do like aprons. (laughs) It's a boss ass apron. I'm not gonna lie. (laughs) All right. So just to wrap up, anybody who's listening, still, we love you. Thank you for being here. Follow us for the next set of the Inbound Secret coming at you on, I think we're on 11 platforms now, which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, And then to contact your copywriting god over here, make sure you go to adilamarcy.com, join his community, connect with him on social, and level up your copy game. Once again, thank you for being part of the Inbound Secret, and we will see you next time. I'll see you guys. This is the inbound secret. My name is Bryce, and I'm your host for the Inbound Secret, where we're talking with top performers and health experts and sales badasses alike about their strategies to optimize their well-being and performance. Once again, this is the inbound secret, and, and let's get rocking and rolling. This is the inbound. This is the inbound.